Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom, I'm Jonathan Hassan, the Editor-in-Chief of TV7 Israel. Uh, welcome to another episode of Editor's Notes. Uh, with me, uh, or joining me for today's program, is my dear friend Kaleb Myers. And before we start, Kaleb, let me uh, open with prayer, and then we'll just dive into today's topic. So... Thank you, Father Lord, for the opportunity to have collab with us and uh, to communicate together uh, about uh, topics of, of importance, uh, which uh, we believe should be uh, brought to the forefront. Uh, Lord, I ask that you will use us in order to convey the, the right message to uh, all who watch us right now. And uh, we give you all the glory and praise for every step of uh, today's uh, program, but in general also, Lord, uh, we also uh, want to lift up uh, so many sick around the world. We've been receiving many uh, emails of uh, prayer requests uh, for people uh, who are challenged, also challenged fiscally because of the ramifications of uh, this COVID uh, uh, pandemic. Lord, we ask for your interference, that your name will be lifted high in every step of uh, uh, the, the process of deliverance of so many people, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Kalev, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And uh, give a little bit of a, a brief uh, introduction. Who is Kalev Myers? Thank you. Yeah, so it's, it's a pleasure to be with you today. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, we've known each other for years, and uh, it's just fantastic to see the way that this program and this channel has developed. Um, I, I'm a lawyer. Um, I do belong to the believing community in Israel, and, and as a um, probably the, the only believer that's a partner in one of Israel's larger law firms, a lot of Christian businesses come my way. So today I'm a legal advisor for the Anglican Church in Israel, the Baptist Church in Israel, the Assemblies of God in Israel, Friends of Zion Museum, International Christian Embassy, a lot of, I don't know if you've heard of TV7, we've done some work for TV7, <laughs> no, but so, so uh, I, I live on this really interesting intersection uh, between the Christian world and, and Israel, both for for-profit and not-for-profit business. Um, and about three years ago, I founded an organization called Arise, uh, which exists to leverage the infrastructure that I live on in order to connect Christian business people from around the world to Israel. I'm very passionate about that. It's very important for me that Christians that connect to the economy of Israel, connect to business here, have, have a rewarding experience, a profitable experience. I like anytime you, anytime you step into a... A different uh, jurisdiction or, or or country, you want to find uh, the, those those trusted people that will help you maneuver and navigate the you know interesting cultural uh, gaps that you have, and so that's what I do. That's what I do every day, and and uh, and I love doing it. Absolutely. Well, uh, I, I think one of the reasons that I asked you to come here, and and I think it's the main reason basically is Israel's economy is one of the pillars of being able to um, to survive. You know, I believe that obviously God uh, blesses Israel and, and uh, has a, a, a special place. Uh, Israel is a cornerstone in his eye for the future. And uh, ultimately, in order to maintain a robust uh, economy and, and a robust uh, military power and, and project deterrence from uh, so many enemies that are seeking the annihilation of the Jewish state, uh, a strong economy is very important. Now, 
Obviously, uh, we're talking about a little bit of geopolitics uh, on our programs. And uh, as part of that, uh, many people uh, tend to look around, okay, what's going on in Turkey? Because obviously, Turkey is now playing a big role in the Eastern Mediterranean, uh, something that impacts Israeli cooperation with uh, the, the uh, island of Cyprus, with uh, Greece, with uh, the continent of Europe. Uh, of course, there is a lot of challenges also uh, with regard to Russia, uh, and that is uh, also uh, right now a friendly neighbor to the north, uh, or not really a neighbor, but it does have forces right. in Syria. It has uh, uh, quite the influence on, on Syria. But then we look at the economies. The Turkish economy is seemingly failing. Uh, the Turkish president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, is uh, incessantly trying to somehow back his expansionist uh, aspirations. Uh, we see uh, Russia, which uh, is uh, very strong in the, the perception of pretty much anyone around the world. But then we look at its economy. It's, it's not that big of an economy. It's quite equal to that of Italy not diminishing of Italy's economy, but at the same time, this also translates into military power. The, uh, if we take, you know, the, the Rome of the 21st century, the United States, it's the biggest economy worldwide, seconded only by China. But we see that the American military is only, uh, uh, has an investment of 780 billion U.S. dollars uh, approximately, seconded by China at 270-something billion. So it's that big of a difference. And then suddenly we look at Russia, and even though it's uh, sometimes perceived as equal to the United States or, or China in a certain degree, it's only a $60 billion uh, uh, military power or, or strong power, which is equal to that of uh, France, that of uh, Britain, that of Germany, equal even smaller than Saudi Arabia, <laughs> okay, just to put yeah. things in perspective. Uh, the uh, military investment or defense investment of Turkey is even smaller than Israel's, mm -hmm. even though it is the second largest military in all of NATO, you know. So a little bit of perspective when we're talking about uh, strong power, you need to maintain that power in order to remain secure, in order to secure the peace of Jerusalem, that strong power needs to be backed by a strong economy. Now, let's get into today's reality. Israel is faced with numerous challenges. SMP uh, uh, provided a credit rating for Israel at AA minus, something that uh, projects stability to a certain degree, but it's more about Israel's small economy uh, in comparison, which provides Israel the capacity to be very dynamic rather than actually not being harmed by the current global economic crisis as the ramifications of COVID are only slowly starting to emerge right now. Where are we standing right now in Israel? Is it really that uh, good of an economy or are we really challenged? Yeah. Um, well, for, first of all, I think that we, we have to say in the beginning that everything you're seeing right now in the Israeli economy is a miracle of biblical proportions. It's very significant for me as a business person. You know, I've struggled with a lot of skepticism and cynicism throughout my career. Part of that has been 
Um, it just because I've represented a lot of religious organizations, and there there there, there are many complexities when you, when you're when you're the when you're the legal advisor to religious organizations, and you have to take care of their problems. This this has caused a, a challenge in my faith, right? But what has kept my faith in God and in the Bible firmly established is stepping out my front door every day and seeing a miracle of biblical proportions. You know, I, I live in the Judean Hills, which is not that far from Jerusalem, and uh, about a week ago, I was on my uh, Shabbat morning run. And I noticed these, these Roman pillars there, they're, they're called milestones. The Romans didn't have Garmin watches to you know, track where they run, but they, so they put up every mile, they'd have these stones. And these milestones in the Judean Hills mark exactly 14 miles from the entrance of Jerusalem. And it was dedicated, you can still see the inscription there, in 235 to a Roman emperor named Ma- Ma- Maximinus. And so I looked at that and thought to myself, you know, in 235, who would have thought in their right mind that today Israel would be flourishing with the Jewish people being the you know primary uh, government in in such a beautiful way in the Judean hills in Jerusalem? Nobody except for a few you know esoteric uh, uh, you know Jewish sages that, that had predicted this. And so the, the Hebrew prophets were eerily accurate in their predictions. Why is that important? Um, today they, they predicted a, the return of the Jews to the land in an amazing flourishing. Now today. If you take all the companies that are traded on NASDAQ, uh, and most of them are from the United States, not, not a great surprise. In second place, China, which you mentioned. The third most companies traded on NASDAQ is Israel. Now, if, you, if you think about that in, in terms of size of population, where you, if you just let that sink in, the United States, China, Israel, right? We have, we have the highest amount of uh, startup companies per capita anywhere in the world, by far more R&D centers per capita anywhere in the world, and almost any multinational company which respects itself, and I'm talking about Alibaba, Amazon, uh, Huawei, uh, HP, uh, Dell, Intel, it, everybody, Microsoft, everybody has an R&D center in Israel, right? Because Israel's greatest uh, um, natural resource today, I think, is is the Jewish mind and and our uh, academic uh, system and, and innovation. So everybody wants to connect to that. Why is that significant to today's current events? Because you have massive uh, resources throughout the Gulf states. We're talking about each one, uh, Saudi Arabia, the the United Arab Emirates, uh, even Bahrain. They have sovereign funds, each worth hundreds of billions of dollars. They know that time is running out regarding oil. Right, fossil uh, fossil fuels are are becoming the the energy of the pa- the energy resource of the past. So, what is their future going to look like, and how can they thrive economically? They know it's only by connection to innovation. So, you have this massive amount of money looking for innovation, and I I think that's a huge driver be- between the Abrahamic peace Corps that we've seen recently. And I just want to uh, mention regarding biblical prophecy that opening up Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine particularly is like reading the newspaper in the Middle East right. because it talks talks about a coalition between Turkey, Russia, and Iran. It says that God will, will put hooks in their jaws and bring them down on Israel to judge them. So whatever happens there, Israel, there's some kind of conflict. Israel ends up winning. Uh, you know, we don't want war, I, you know, I think, uh, and, I, and I hope it can be avoided at any cost. But you, you see accurately what, what, you know, Ezekiel predicted thousands of years ago is happening today. This, this alliance between Russia, Turkey, and Iran, and you mentioned all of their economies and how, how they're really suffering today, uh, never existed in the history of mankind until today. So we're seeing that prophecy today. And it's interesting that in that prophecy, it mentions Deidan. Now, Deidan is the Arabian, it's Saudi Arabia. I don't know. And it says, Deidan says to these, these armies coming down, what are you doing? Are you coming for, for the good of, of the, the, the economic prosperity, the good of the land, right? 
which would indicate that they're they're in some kind of economic uh, cooperation collaboration with Israel, and they're like, "What the heck are you guys doing? Why, you know, why are you coming down there?" They're sitting on the sidelines and questioning, you know, what's happening, and so you can see that it's like the the chess pieces are being lined up on the board. Just to add to what you just yeah. said, the city that just. Uh, Uh, Prime Minister Bimi Netanyahu several weeks ago met with uh, the Crown Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman from Saudi Arabia is called Neom. It was actually constructed north e- uh, northwest, very near to the the uh, triangle of the Red Sea where Israel is located. Now Neom means Neo from the Greek uh, word new yeah. and M for Mustakban, which yeah. basically means future. So the creation of the new future. a new future yeah. near to Israel with an IT uh, city, very modern, very uh, uh, innovative, and it's very near to Israel for a reason. They, they see a future there. So uh, there is a lot of go, uh, things going beyond, behind the scenes yes. that have to do with really elevating a certain crescent, if you will. Of, of partners, of allies who will stand in front of this uh, challenge uh, to the east, to the north, and uh, this cooperation is, is seemingly growing. Yeah, I th- and I think it's very exciting. I want to say this because you know, I, I meet a lot of Christians from many people around the world, like you do. You interview them. Um, and, and there's almost sometimes, I almost feel like there's a little bit of a disappointment or a question regarding the peace accords between Israel and, and these Muslim-majority states in, in, in the Gulf. And, and it's like, is this something we should really celebrate with, mm. with Israel, you know, the, the, uh, you know, making peace with, with the, you know, Muslim-majority nations? And people almost have this desire that, you know, these, these uh, apocalyptic uh, war prophecies and, and they want to see sensation and, and you know, people write books about, sell hundreds of books about, you know, the, the impending, the coming wars and so on and so forth. And I, I just want to say that anyone who believes in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob should celebrate the peace that's happening Blessed today. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. They'll inherit the kingdom of heaven. And, and also we're, we're instructed to pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So if you really take that seriously, if you've been praying for the peace of Jerusalem, we should celebrate, we should be excited uh, about this peace. And, and it's not only peace, but it will lay, I believe, uh, the, the ground for prosperity, both in Israel and among its neighbors. That's something we should all celebrate, right? In order to support Israel, you shouldn't be anti-Muslim or anti-Arab or anti-Palestinian or anti-anybody else. And in order to support the, the you know any of our neighbors, you shouldn't be anti-Israeli. If you really believe that each person is created in the image of their maker, then we should look for solutions that improve the quality of life of all peoples on both sides of the conflict. And and hopefully this, this peace that's going to be happening now will, will create flourishing. Mm-hmm. Flourishing for human beings. That, that That are living in these countries, that each one is precious in the eyes of God. Now, let me ask you this. With all that said, and obviously everybody aspires to improve the lives of his surrounding, his, his first circle, that is uh, family, first circle family, then uh, his friends, his bigger surrounding, and ultimately his nation as well, because everything impacts the other. Right now, under the current... COVID situation. Plenty of ramifications thereof. Many people have lost their jobs, have lost their income, have lost uh, so much. Have lost their uh, lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What is being done in Israel in order to withstand this situation and 
how can the body of Christ get involved to improve the lives of people? Yeah. So Israel, I, I would say, first of all, in every country, that's every country is really facing COVID right now, and everybody's upset, um, upset at their government. Our government isn't doing enough. Our government is mismanaging. Our government is mishandling. In the Israeli society, like any society, there's a lot of criticism right now regarding the way our government is handling COVID. But if we're all going to be really honest. There's no perfect way to handle the COVID crisis. There's no magic formula. Nobody's figured out, you know, how to how to how to do this perfectly. When you're bouncing between wanting to save lives and wanting to save the economy, and what's the price of every soul? I mean, they, these are things that I I do, I don't envy any leader that's dealing with these situations. I would say if you look at the, what Israel has done, it's kind of led the world in its policy regarding shutdowns, lockdowns, and quarantines. Mm-hmm. I think we were the first com- uh, country to completely shut down our incoming flights. And people looked at that and said, eh, this is, this is, if you remember, Europeans were saying this is, you know, radical, this is extreme, why is Israel doing this? And, and then they just got hit. If you remember the way Spain and Italy and Germany in the beginning, I mean, ten, tens of thousands of deaths. And, and, and then people started looking to Israel almost uh, as a leader, a thought leader in how to deal with these situations. So we were the first country, I believe, to shut down our, our airports, then go into a general lockdown. And also with the second wave, we were the first country to kind of stay ahead of the second wave and, and go into this lockdown. Because of that, Israel does have relatively low uh, death rates. I believe it's between uh, two to 3,000 people have died uh, today. And, you know, every, every soul, every life is a world unto itself, and it's a tragedy. But I think I think our government has showed relatively good uh, uh, leadership. Um, I can tell you, you, you said what, what can be done. So Israel is suffering uh, because uh, the tourism industry, which is about 7% of our GDP, so it's, it's a massive uh, part of our economy. Uh, I believe it's around 40, between 40 to 50% unemployment in tourism. Obviously, people can't land here, so you have tour guides, you have, you have bus fleets, you have bus drivers, restaurants, everybody that thrives from tourism. is Tourist cities are tourism. collapsing. Completely. Areas is 33% unemployment. Yeah. Uh, Eilat in the south is right. 40 45 percent right so it's it's very very difficult so arise the organization which i mentioned at the beginning of the program which i founded that connects christian business people to the economy of israel um we have large business matchmaking events in december of 2019 we had 550 uh, business people from around the world from about 35 different countries come we set up face-to-face b2b business to business meetings a lot of millions of dollars of transactions come out of this we could we couldn't do a physical summit like any all organizations in israel today people can't land here but we are going to have a digital summit on December 7th. If if there are uh, Christian business people watching us right now, it's not too late to sign up. If you go to arisesummit.com, you can sign up. Very, very easy. And what and, and what we'll do, we'll, we have a digital event. So we're going to have speakers from the Israeli government, from the United Arab Emirates, uh, from Bahrain, leaders in innovation in Israel, uh, John Medved from Our Crowd, who's raised over a billion dollars uh, to invest in, in uh, startup companies and had several unicorn exits on NASDAQ. Exciting people. Uh, the theme of our summit will be prospering in the new normal. The new normal being both the post-COVID-19 reality that we're all dealing with today, unfortunately, as well as the post-normalization of ties with, with our Middle East uh, neighbors. When we set up the event, we thought prospering in the new normal. We were just talking about COVID-19, and then all of a sudden the Abrahamic Accords happen, and you have on one hand, you're dealing with a very difficult pandemic. On the other hand, an exciting 
uh, situation. So we're going to be talking about both of those things. While you're watching this content, we'll also have a, a B2B room tab, which means you, you'll be able to go in, see all the other participants from around the world, and we're expecting thousands of business people, uh, filter through their profiles and invite interesting contacts to chats and ad hoc video uh, meetings at the summit. So this is a way to connect to the economy of Israel. And, and I think the word connect is important. During COVID-19, the most difficult thing is that loss of connectivity, Absolutely. right? It's hard to meet people face-to-face -face right. and have those really important conversations. And Everything that is good in life, in economy and politics or anything else, is based on connection, relationship, connectivity. So we're, we're trying to make those connections. Again, please go to arisesummit.com. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and sign up for the summit. It'll be on December 7th. And, I and think there's a fee attached to that, or, or yes. how does that work? It's a $20 fee to participate. If you want to be an exhibitor, which means you'll have the ability to have a much more robust profile uh, on our exhibition page, including video content of your business, uh, uh, and, uh, then it's $100. So. And what is the response of the, the Israeli businesses that are coming? Are they also Christian businesses, or is this just uh, business... Period. Yeah. So uh, from the Israeli side, uh, first of all, we were contacted this year from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, and they said, can we help you with our summit? So the summit is, I should have mentioned that before, the summit is actually being funded uh, uh, by matching 50% by Israel's government, Israel's Ministry okay. of Foreign Affairs, together with Arise, because they recognize the significance of, of building these economic relationships between uh, Christian business people in Israel. We, we invite the all the heads and members of the binational chambers of commerce. So you have Israel, Sweden, Israel, Germany, Israel, United Arab Emirates, they're all going to be participating in the Israeli Manufacturer Association, Israel uh, Export Institute. Uh, so the big economic groups, let's say, or communities will be participating in the summit as well as uh, Christians from around the world. So it's just an exciting event because it's people who really uh, share values, uh, value-driven uh, faith-based business people, both Jewish and Christian. Now some of our uh, moderate Muslim friends from, from the Gulf nations will be participating. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting. It's it's just a great way to build a relationship. In so anyone who is uh, part of any type of business uh, can enter into uh, uh, Arise and, and yes. participate. There are also panels, I understand. And, and uh, you can also attain uh, information on the uh, economic level of, of uh, how things are going on here in Israel. And beyond that, I, I uh, assume... But uh, beyond that, um, to what degree are there uh, opportunities to be able to really communicate and receive also the, the whole package surrounding that? Yeah, absolutely. So last year, um, most of the participants either had small or medium-sized businesses, right? Okay. And again, through, through our B2B filter system, you can find people in your area of activity, in your area of interest that have something to offer that you're interested in or vice versa. Uh, based on our feedback forms last year from these B2B face-to-face -face meetings, uh, we generated $34 million of transactions in one day with an estimated uh, economic impact of $350 million over the next 10 years. So real transactions are taking place. Mm. And it, it's a great place just to get exposure to your business, to who you are as a business person, uh, to, to, you know, create those hot leads that, that are so important for small, medium-sized businesses. Um, and, uh, and to me, but the other interesting, the fun thing is that it's not just about connecting Christian business people to Israeli business, but it's about connecting Christian business people from around the world to each other through an event in Israel, right? Because right. we're, we're going to have people from India, China, the United States, South America, Europe, Africa, every continent except for Antarctica is going to be represented at, at, our, at our summit. So uh, it's, 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 it's a fantastic event. And, yeah. 
one of the things, communications, how, how can people uh, who are not necessarily uh, capable in the English language, uh, obviously it's easy for Americans, South Africans or Australians to tap in and, and participate, but let's say from uh, uh, Finland or, or anywhere around the world that might uh, have a challenge in that department, is there some kind of response for that or, or what is... It's, it, it's in English, so the, the content okay. is going to be English. When we do, when we had our physical summits last year, we we sent out a um, we sent out a survey to see how many people would need translation. And the only group that came back as a group and said we definitely need translation were our brothers and sisters in from China. We had okay. we had business people from China, wow. so we we did have simultaneous Chinese translation. But people from Finland, South America, most of the most of the people who participate in international business summits usually do pretty well in in, in English. So mm -hmm. uh, that that's what our content is. Uh, Very good. Now, I, I think it's very important to to say to our viewers, this is not a promotion for, uh, of any sort. We, uh, even though I support what you're doing, we're not uh, tapped in in, in uh, any way in, in uh, uh, fiscally investing in uh, something like this or are expected to receive anything from this. But uh, I do believe that one of the most important things that uh, we can do is be proactive in our faith. Um, the security of Jerusalem, the peace derives from uh, from God, from, uh, I believe, uh, from the peace of the Lord that uh, will be ultimately uh, covering this uh, uh, country of ours and, and uh, our, our city here, Jerusalem. But at the same time, to, to be able to withstand the challenges of our enemies, we do need strong power. And tapping in, even if it's a small portion, tapping into the Israeli uh, economy ultimately is creating a certain uh, small part in that, in, in becoming part of uh, Israel's capacity to withstand its challenges. So we don't have very much time, um, but I, I'd like to, first of all, thank you, Kila, for being able to come and join uh, us today and, and really share what's on your heart and the passion that you have for bolstering Israel's economy. It's, it's really humbling and, and encouraging uh, very much so. Uh, but what can you say for... Uh, people who aren't capable of joining such a, a summit are not necessarily business uh, uh, owners or, or such. How can they get involved uh, by prayer, obviously? But what beyond that? I think I think continuing to pray for the peace of Jerusalem is is important. I think it, you can definitely celebrate what's happening today, um, and just being a, a good voice for what's happening in in the Middle East. You know, for so many years, people said, "Well, the primary conflict in the world is the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Until this is solved, no no one's we're not going to see peace. There'll never be peace with Israel's neighbors." And we're and we're seeing right now that, that that was very inaccurate. And all these prayers for the peace of Jerusalem are actually being answered now, and Israel's yeah. making peace, even though we all. Want peace with our Palestinian neighbors, but but the other neighbors throughout the Middle East aren't waiting for that anymore, which is a very exciting paradigm shift. Uh, and what you're having now is a, is a coalition of of moderate, peace loving uh, nations, Israel, together with these other neighbors in in the. Uh, Arabian Peninsula, the Gulf, um, and that's something that everybody can celebrate. Continue to be a voice on behalf of Israel, both before God and also your communities, because wonderful things are, are happening here. And when, when you hear bad reports, you should always uh, you should uh, you, you you should always doubt that and challenge that. 
we always say if there are challenges at hand, pray for the situation. Yes. If something good comes out, praise the Lord. Uh, but this is all the time that we have for today. Thank you so very much, Kalev. And uh, we will continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Also tomorrow, we will uh, host uh, uh, Jerusalem Praise with Yair Pinto here from the studio. So thank you so very much for staying with us for today's program. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.